The following is a presentation of the Pro Wrestling Report, TV and radio. Informative, entertaining, and real since 1998. trying to uh, hitchhike to uh, Panama City Beach, Florida to spend it with my friends at WCW. I will tell you this. Stagger Lee Marshall, you know, Mr. Tony Tiger, his jokes are not great, but his little stab at Bobby Heenan this week absolutely gave me a spit take. I laughed my arse off. We're going to just go right to it. He says, I'm sorry, the health department's been down here, and they have uh, issued a ban. Bobby the Brain Heenan, wearing a thong, said, way too much weasel showing around here. <laughs> that was a wiener joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah Matthew, he, did, he made reference to his genitalia. He, well, to his weasel. Yeah, his so, genitalia. <laughs> you should say genitalia more often in everyday conversation because it just rolls <laughs> off your lips. Well, genitalia, that is. <laughs> Genitalia has been known to roll off my lips. Gross. Anyway, WCW Monday Night Show, March 3rd, 1997. This is one of those WCW Nitro episodes that, um, oh, man, it's like a 50-50. They had some really hot things that happened tonight. I mean, we're talking crowd just into it. Uh, just great action, great twist. And then the other half... They were WCW. Matthew, we're going to react and break it down tonight. But uh, I sometimes cannot, for the life of me, figure out what in the wide, wide world of sports is it going on here. <laughs> Just can't get it. Matthew, the show It's so inconsistent. Something, some stuff's so good, some stuff's so bad. It amazes me. That's their consistency. Is their inconsistency. Yep. They head right to the arena. We're in the back. Uh, and they're at the Omni in Atlanta. Technically, this is home turf for WCW. Uh, they go backstage. The entire NWO pours out of a big stretch Hummer. Uh, now the game has changed. Uh, nice wrap on there, by the way, too. Uh, you know, if I were to get a Hummer, I'd want a wrap on it. The entire NWO pours out of the stretch limo, the stretch Hummer, including Eric Bischoff. Now, what is kind of... Ironic is this whole stretch limo or stretch Hummer empties out, and then there's a guy, just a guy, kind of walking behind him. He gets out of a limo too. It's a tall guy. Never seen this guy before. Mentioned by the announce team, that is Dr. Harvey Schiller, president of Turner Sports, who allegedly is a higher-ranking official than Eric Bischoff. What was Eric Bischoff's gimmick? Almost all the time, every week, week after week, I am the highest-ranking official here in the building, and I will fire you right now. Eric may be number two tonight, and in big number two if things don't go well. Your thoughts on Dr. Harvey Schiller showing up, a legitimate 
you know, uh, executive with Turner Sports. I like the consistency that he's doing it when they're in Atlanta. Overall tonight, they made the fact that they were in their backyard and their hometown in Atlanta feel special, and that uh, that really contributed to it. I like the fact they just didn't just bring him out on the road one random week. They brought him out when they were, in fact, in Atlanta. It's like they were checking in. You know, uh, wrestling doesn't have an off season, but uh, because they're back home, it's like they check in. There's a kind of a not a reset per se because. The wrestling machine and the wrestling calendar goes on and on and on. But Dr. Harvey Schiller, did you know who it was before it was mentioned by uh, Shivani and no, Zabisco? I, no, I, I, I did not. Nope. Did you believe it was legitimate? I, I did. I, I did. It, it made it made sense to me. It's somebody they would they would bring in. No, I'm saying when the guy came out, did you think, oh, this is just some actor, some schlub? Or is that really a guy from the real world that technically is not a wrestling person? And is Eric Bischoff? Yeah, I, I, I believed it was him because I mean I think now if you try to put that that's the thing I mean this is 1997 you've got you can you can do a little bit more research at your home than you used to you can punch this guy's name in Yahoo or something and find Yahoo! out exactly if he is who he who if he is who he says he is so I think going forward in this uh, this internet era we're entering you know you're going to have to be a little bit mindful. About stuff like well, that. Well, I'm a uh, Ask Jeeves kind of guy. So mm-hmm. Jeeves told me that that literally is Dr. Harvey Schiller. Dr. Uh, Harvey Schiller, by the way. So the the show opens up with a match with Conan and Humorous defeating Steve Mongo, McMichael, and Jeff Jarrett after Jarrett accidentally, wink, wink, hits McMichael with the Halliburton case after about three minutes. The public enema comes down and starts uh, harassing Deborah. And then the case, I mean, he just walloped them, absolutely walloped them. It was hilarious. They popped them open. Um, Arn Anderson not happy. Ric Flair not happy. Deborah may have cut her just about her best promo ever. I literally believed Deborah in this promo. Your thoughts? Yeah, I think the angle was okay. I mean, it's it's what they're doing with it. But what really impressed me more than anything was the crowd. The crowd for this opening match was really, really hot. And so I give the uh, the crowd there in Atlanta, you know, credit for making this making this seem like a, a hotter angle maybe than it really is to start the show. Absolutely, making it hotter than it really is because it is a bit of a dud. But Deborah, with the exception of saying you guys got the public enemy next week, and I won't be associated with a bunch of losers. Mm-hmm. Okay, Deborah. DDP. One on one with Rick Fuller hits him with a diamond cutter, and ironically enough, the crowd calling for the diamond cutter before even Diamond Dallas Page called for the diamond cutter. They wanted to end to this match quickly. Thoughts? I I think Page is probably the most overface in that company right now. With them doing all the weird stuff with Sting and this, that, and the other, that is the rising star in the company. Consistently, week after week, he tends to get hotter and hotter. He's got a finisher that people like to call for, but a finisher people like to, to see. And the cool thing with the diamond cutter is he can kind of, you know, hit it from a variety of different angles. So out of nowhere, that is yeah, out of nowhere. That is probably one of the best things the NWO angle has done at this point. Because the problem with the NWO angle from the start, it's like, okay, who are we making new? We are, you know, shooting Hogan. And I mean, you're, you're introducing Nash and Holland Nash to, to the, audience of stars but for the most part it's 
WWF guys that have been over. Who is this angle really putting forward that's non-NWO, right. and who's it going to make? And I think I think Paige is the one that this thing is going to make. And we've talked about that, Matthew. You and I, have, for the shows that we've always done, we talk about who is it built for? What is the purpose? What are you coming out of it? Who's supposed to be? Well, granted, every star coming out of it should be a bigger star. That's a five-star feud, but who is literally the focus of the feud? And DDP getting the biggest rub. Uh, no pun intended on Hummers and Rubs, but uh, getting the biggest rub out of this whole NWO feud because he's the anti-NWO. Mean Gene hits the ring, and they obviously take a look at the footage from last week uh, of Randy Savage going after DDP, and you know what? There's another one. A DDP may have escalated because Randy Savage, being in the NWO, has kind of moved him into back into the spotlight again. He was main event. I think it was last match. Wasn't his last match Halloween Havoc? Well, I believe you're right, yep. yep. Yeah, so uh, DDP uh, going to get a match with Savage, it looks like, as they're working towards it. This is hot. This is real hot. Juventud Guerrero defeats Ray Mendoza Jr. with the 450 splash. Not only did he go around one time, he added an extra 90, I think. So 360, <laughs> that's an entire circle. Uh, one quarter of a circle, so a 450 splash. So an entire circle with a little quarter. Your thoughts on uh, me doing math on the air? <laughs> I was very very impressed, but no these these cruiserweight matches again. This is a really good placement for it right there. You know, third match in a lot of times you've got your opening match that's hot, you've got second match or whatever. But I, I like the cruiserweight match here because it's a time of night where you know maybe you're conditioned to think that third match in a two hour show is maybe not something to keep you up and entertained. But this was a hot line match. I think I think that the cruiserweight matches can really be used. Uh, if used correctly throughout the card to really keep the show, uh, keep keep up the momentum in, in the show. Speaking of the momentum, uh, they show someone standing ringside. They are in Atlanta and letting us know they're in Atlanta. But me being from Milwaukee, you know, El Conquin for the good land, even though he finished his career in Atlanta, he started it in Milwaukee. Hammer and Hank Aaron, the home run king, 755 yeah. at a ringside. How about that for Hammer and Hank Aaron? Um And I will tell you, I am the proud owner of an autographed Hank Aaron uh, baseball. It was a it was a Christmas gift out of the uh, the Sears catalog a few years back from my wonderful parents. So Matthew Thomas on air, uh, the legitimate owner of an autographed Hank Aaron baseball. Fair enough. Okay, Dean Malenko defeats Mean Mike Enos E N O S with a small package. See, I can't do that. You got to stop having small package finishers with Enos. So who, mm-hmm. who writes this stuff? Uh, <laughs> Somebody who's very, getting very entertained out of it. That's right. Uh, a very solid match. Obviously, Enos is a good worker, uh, but Malenko with the small package. See, again, it just writes itself, folks. Uh, Dean Malenko, victorious over Michael. <laughs> Dean grabs the mic, speaking of Michael, and tells Eddie Guerrero to pay attention because this is what the new and improved Dean Malenko is all about. I didn't know he went through an upgrade. Is it Malenko 2.0? Who knows? He's a great wrestler, but he will excel at beating any Eddie and anybody else who steps in his way. Matthew. Yeah, and and uh, I thought we saw. Uh, well, we're going to get to that a little bit, but we uh, later on we saw some uh, mic work from Malenko tonight, and, and I don't know. He kind of we saw some mic work from Malenko too. Yeah, yeah, that's what we exactly did. 
But uh, no, he comes across kind of with with his gimmick as a guy who might not have a ton of personality. That's why he doesn't talk as much. But when I got to see him on the mic a little bit later tonight, I was I was impressed. I think that Malenko, his verbal skills kind of reminds me a little bit of what you get with Bret Hart. You know, it's not the it's not the best talker in the world, but he is legitimate as this is a guy, and I'm a wrestler, and this is my profession, and. You know, he comes across as, as genuine, I guess, is, is what I'm getting at. So you know what I get from a, him? Rugged Ronnie mm-hmm. Garvin. Ah, Hands I can see that. Yeah, yep. you know, just a guy that's, seriously, this is what I do for a living. I beat people mm-hmm. up, and I make them submit. I mean, he's an old-school wrestler in a new-school time. Yep. So, uh, he gave Eddie a taste last week that the two can play the same game, and he's waiting, ready and able to kick Eddie around the ring. Wow. Now, we come back from commercial, and Tony tells us about all the hot action on WCW Saturday Night Daddy with the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, and all the other, um, yeah. But in the aisleway, Mean Gene Okerlund literally starts off with, oh, I don't envy this. Yeah, it's, uh, here he comes. It's Eric Bischoff, and Eric Bischoff is ready to gloat, of course, you know, because it's what Eric Bischoff does, but, uh, this interview felt a little different. It felt a little different because as Eric's doing his Eric thing, the crowd <coughs> pops for that guy from backstage again. Allegedly, <laughs> this is Dr. Harvey Schiller. Taps Eric on the shoulder. And long and short of it, I don't. Uh, what sold it for me that this literally was Harvey Schiller who was not in the wrestling business, that promo was terrible. But it did yeah. exactly what it should, because he should not be good on the microphone. No. He should be nervous in front of a live crowd like that on live national TV. That's not his job. But long and short of it, suspends Eric Bischoff. Now, Dr. Harvey Schiller had to have somebody write this for him, but I don't care, because it was absolutely fabulous. Dude, he says, I better not even catch whiff of you answering a phone. I better not even get word that you were seen in a men's room at a WCW live event. You are suspended. (laughs) Harvey Schiller threatening Eric Bischoff to not go to the bathroom at any house shows. (laughs) Matthew, your thoughts on the whole thing? I I like it mainly for the fact that you've got to do some of this stuff so it doesn't feel like this is one-sided NWO all the time. Ever since the NWO broke on the scene last summer, NWO, I mean, 90% of the time stuff goes their way, and I understand they're kind of cool and they're this new in vogue, heel stable, and this, that, and the other, but you have got to have a little bit of back and forth, which we typically do not get, so – yeah, I think it was effective in the way they did it, but I mainly like it for the fact that, okay, it's not it doesn't seem like it's as one-sided as, as it typically is each week. Well, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. <clears throat> and um, you could see that Eric was getting pissed because it's Dr. Mm-hmm. Harvey Schiller. Um, Matthew, you know, with me being the uh, doctor of um, – the Ayatollah of rock and roll and the doctor of, you know, hip-hop and whatever else I call myself on a weekly basis. Um, People that call themselves doctor demand to be referred to as doctor. Uh, And when you don't call them doctor, that is a huge insult. Eric started off first by saying, Mr. Schiller. Mean Gene jumps in, Dr. Schiller. Okay, Dr. Schiller. Eric at the end goes, listen, Harvey. Redressed him by his first name. So again, you could see that the little squirming Eric Bischoff was not happy the way things went. 
Let's go back to the action. Eddie Guerrero defeats the Ultimate Dragon to retain the U.S. Championship after a reverse in the crossbody in just a couple minutes now. His legs all up over the ropes. Um, this we haven't seen in a little bit. Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko will be going for the United States Championship at the next pay-per-view uncensored. There's heat in this feud because uh, Eddie kind of lying, cheating, and stealing. At least that's what it looks like to me. Calling out Dean Malenko and saying that he wouldn't accept his apology. Well, this is the new and improved Dean Malenko 2.0. And Dean Malenko wasn't taking it, got up in his face. They go to commercial. Your thoughts on the steam building between Dean Malenko and Eddie Guerrero? I like it. And you know you're going to get a great, great match with these two as we've gotten in the past. But the good thing is they're giving us a reason to care about it. They're giving us a story. And that's my concern a lot of times that we see W with these guys that can go and they know they can deliver a great match. They don't give us a reason to care. They don't give us a feud. They don't give us a storyline. So here is what you've got. These two guys that have great chemistry together, can work magnificent together, and you're actually giving us a reason to care about it. That's a winning recipe. Hour number two with Shivani, <coughs> Tanae, and Heenan. And, uh, of course, they recap the suspension of Eric Bischoff, and they get Mike and Bobby's takes on it as well. Uh, Mike saying it is a proud night to be associated with the WCW. And then Bobby says, Eric, we'll be in the unemployment line tomorrow next to Randy Anderson and everybody else. Oh, one of the, uh, Harvey Schiller's other lines that he said was, do you think it's your job to fire referees or to you know make people unemployed? Again, I don't remember the words or the verbiage, but I thought he did better because his promo, his mic skills were terrible, but the lines were absolutely fantastic. Let's talk Scotty Riggs beating up VK Wall Street by disqualification when Buff Bagwell interferes in the match. I did not realize until I saw him get out of the Hummer today that VK Wall Street was still in the NWO. I mean, who? Yeah, this is where it gets really, really diluted right here. I mean, this is – he doesn't have the same <laughs> – the same air as the rest of these guys. I mean, you know, Mike Rotunda, a great wrestler, but he this just feels awkward and strange. Yeah. Uh, then we come up to the uh, <laughs> we come up to the Lee Marshall segment again. Lee Marshall uh, jokes not great, but tonight's uh, uh, too much weasel joke was uh, it was absolutely fantastic. I absolutely love it. Um, Apparently, we've got Piper coming tonight. I don't know if this was announced before the show, but uh, Roddy Piper is going to be in the building tonight. Um, here comes the bagpipes, and here comes Roddy Piper in the house out to a big-time pop. Like I said, there was a couple things tonight that really just, you know, gets the crowd hype, ready, you know, just, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm here in the building when this is happening. And then there's there's other things. This was one of them. While excited for Piper as he came out, Matthew, Roddy Piper started auditions for um, a team at Uncensored. And um, to say that these were a joke would be an insult to jokes. One of the people I recognized, it looked like John Tenta, whose hair grew back evenly finally. And then the other two guys, who the hell are they? The crowd well, and we was had not happy. People, we went through the whole thing. Yeah, and we had more people before that, too. Like, he went through two guys before he got to the people that he that he kept. I didn't know right. what I was watching here. And I think that's the main thing with the crowd. Like, nobody knew what this was. Piper mentioning that he saw one guy's gonads and how big they were. But, yeah, that's that's the team. 
He killed the crowd. He WCW'd that crowd. Killed it. Absolutely killed it. Lex Luger and the Giants wrestle Steiner Brothers to a no contest when the NWO interferes in the match. I'm sorry. We skipped over Mysterio and uh, JL. But, like I said, Piper killed it. I literally have no excitement or enthusiasm for it. Yeah. You want to talk about Mysterio or JL? Uh, no, not not especially. Uh, Let's talk about the main. To, uh, yeah. Um, before we get to the main, though, uh, that's uh, like I said, I just was thrown off. That Piper stuff threw me off. Let's talk about Medusa ringside or um, ramp side with Mean Gene. Um, Medusa is the number one contender, and um, the reason she's the number one contender, she's the only woman that we've seen on TV in how many weeks? Uh, a bunch of weeks. A bunch of weeks is right. the correct answer to that question. But let's go back to Miss Jacqueline or Miss Jackie, and uh, she's been with Kevin Sullivan. She's already challenging the boys to wrestle as well. We've got two women. There's a champion out there somewhere, wherever the hell she is. I don't know if she's on maternity leave or whatever the deal is. And then she says, wait a minute. And, you know, backstage, I thought I saw Luna Vachon running around here telling people that she's the number one. And boom! Luna Vachon attacking Medusa. Luna Vachon looking good, looking solid. We have four women. We may just have a division. Absolutely. I don't understand why they've got a talent they've got and they're not doing anything with it. I mean, we get a lot of kind of filler matches from week to week. And even this, like, this was such a quick, quick segment. You know, this this could have been stretched out a, a little bit longer. But, no, I, I'm excited. But, again, this is the runtime of the show. This probably got, you know, two, three minutes or so, and they cut to commercial extremely quick. So I'm excited, but I just want to see – this get its, you know, its due time. Okay. Let's go to more WCW antics. We've had it replayed three times now. Dr. Harvey Schiller, who, according to Ash Jeeves, is the literal president of Turner Sports and in charge of WCW and Eric Bischoff's boss, suspends him. And when you're suspended, doesn't that mean that you're done on TV or done working didn't he say he didn't want to see him in a WCW building or answering a phone? Here comes the New World Order. One would think. Look who's in tow. And gets on the microphone and says, you're a joke. You can't do anything to me. I'm still here. What are you going to do? It makes no sense. You took this hot announcement and you laid a nice, greasy, pork sandwich served in a dirty ashtray right back at us. And let's not mention taking not even backstage, not even off off Broadway. Did you see who was standing behind the NWO? Just hanging out with him? Who was Sting? Yep. This guy who's supposed to be so anti NWO. Yeah, it's Sting. He's just hanging out there. Just standing there. Nobody even acknowledges him except for one or two guys. I don't get it. And this seemed like the Sting thing was going to be such a big payoff, such a big right. payoff, and and it's just it's it's insanity. It doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't make any damn sense. Let's talk about the main event now. Let's talk 
Lex Luger and the Giants taking on the Santa Brothers. Really two face teams uh, going at it one after another. And, you know, again, because the Lex Luger and Steiners, or excuse me, Lex Luger and Giant are not tag champs, nor is the Steiner Brothers, both of those teams, having had their um, tag team titles stripped. But, well, technically, Luger and Giants handed over their belts to put them all on the line and uncensored, but the Steiners were stripped of those belts because of all the power of Eric Bischoff. Well, the NWO comes out uh, to surround. Uh, this was kind of odd. This was kind of cool. It did bring it up a little bit at the end, but, I mean, they crapped on the crowd for that hour. Piper's wrestling some, you know, wrestling fans, as Hogan said in his promo, uh, from the, you know, Eric Bischoff coming out even though he's suspended. Uh, they kind of crapped on it. But to come through the crowd and no music, just new, 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 world order, new, new, new. I've never seen that before, or maybe I haven't. I forgot it. It's kind of cool that they came out with just the sound yeah. drops and no music. Your thoughts? Yeah, no, I like it. I, I like that. Uh, like that part of Biggest it. Biggest icon. Um, yeah, yeah, no. But here's the thing too, though. You know, get into that, and then you know we're gonna get to to Piper's team here in a second. But it, this whole deal is okay. You've got the NWO with the star power. You've got WCW supposed team. Your four guys in the ring. Piper's Piper's team are people, with the exception of Tenta, that have just been introduced tonight. There is no like there's there's no star power there. There's no reason for any of us to care. They have just literally brought two other guys in Tenta that nobody's ever seen before, and just uh, put them in a team with Piper. It's this is I I, I don't know. I've never seen anything like this. And it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, these guys aren't even high enough on the pecking order to be in WCW's Baywatch no. videos on the beach. No. Yeah. I mean, literally, you know, uh, these guys don't even make the cut on the beach. But they're in the main it's event just, on Nitro. They, yeah, they and going to be in the main event at the pay-per-view, too. They debut right. these people on the same night that you're supposed to believe that they're going to take down the, uh, you know, the NWO and the poor – Announcers just selling it as best as they could. Well, one of them's a kickboxer, and Tenna's got a sumo background, and the other one's a regular boxer. And this one's got big gonads. <laughs> that's what. That's the story we got told. Yep. Absolutely yep. disgusting. Uh, I, I mean, literally, this show started off super hot. That announcement. I thought was one of the biggest announcements they had made since the creation of the NWO. The fact that, oh my God, we've got somebody to counterbalance Eric Bischoff. Finally. Yeah. No, you can't do anything to me. <clears throat> On you, Mr. Schiller, Harvey. Well, that, that just took the steam out of it. Literally, it's like a fat kid sat on my balloon and it popped. Yes, indeed, it did. Well, sorry to be the fat kid sitting on your balloon, folks, but this is time for us to say goodbye. I don't know where we're going from this next, but uh, in the PWR Now Network world, we will see you this Wednesday for more PWR uh, podcasting and uh, radio broadcasting action as Damian Nelson, David Hero, Matthew Thomas, the man they call me dead, uh, ODB, Al Snow, uh, Robbie E, <coughs> and your phone calls live this Wednesday. Uh, make sure you're joining us. So for Matthew Thomas, I'm the man they call me dead. Thanks for stopping by. Um, we'll try to figure it out next week for you, folks.
So long, everybody.